All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Rolling through Wednesday afternoon on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Get in the game tonight if you want. The largest goal ball draw ever, $68 million. Up for grabs. You can get your tickets at PlayAlberta.ca. Orders, of course, taken on the Canucks. You can watch that game tonight. It will be on Sportsnet. I, of course, you can watch it on Lowers Plus, but it will be on Sportsnet if you want to uh, watch. Who's in the lineup? We don't know for sure, but I can tell you McDavid's in, Kane's in, Hyman's in, Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, Brown. So their top two lines will go. Uh, sounds like Sutter, Fogel, and Yanmar could be a line. Stuart Skinner starting in net. Defense, well, I'm going to guess Bouchard and Nurse are going to play. We haven't seen Nima Linen yet. So I would lean to, towards him playing. Kemp, a few other D-men, we'll see. Like, Broberg's already played two games. I, he could easily play three, but, like, it's preseason. Do you want him playing three games in four nights? Like, I, I don't know if that's necessarily the best thing for him just yet. Uh, Ekholm, of course, uh, not ready. Uh, Got to get some few practices in before uh, he's going to play. Uh, big shout-out to Eddie Steele. Hey, Greg, I just want to say, you're a, who is it Wednesday segments being unreal? Curling, hockey, football. I love the fact that it's all different sports. I don't necessarily follow them all, but I quite like the format. Thanks. That one comes from Steve. Well, Steve, I appreciate it. Bang on. Obviously, we're going to have lots of hockey people coming up on it, but uh, it is important to get, uh, to get different uh, guests at different times for sure. And uh, now let's go around the NHL brought to you by McDonald's. And you can enjoy your choice of sausage or chicken McMuffin with a hash brown and a small coffee for only five bucks right now at McDonald's. As uh, we welcome back our regular Wednesday contributor, Stanley Cup winner, 
He is uh, on uh, NHL Network. Also, I'm pretty sure I saw he's going to, I think it's Devil's Games. He's going to, or it's Rangers. I got to find out. Uh, I'm, I saw it now. I can't remember which one, but I know he's going to be calling some of their games uh, as an analyst. Mike Rupp joins us. Rupper, is it the Devils or the Rangers? Which one are you doing? It, it's the other team. The Not Islanders? The Oilers right here. It's the Penguins. Oh, the, Penguins. the Penguins. Oh, jeez. So. I got it mixed up, man. There you go. So no, nice. I, I, I bounced around in the Metro Division um, or whatever it was called when I played uh, during my career, and I'm kind of bouncing around that area now in, in this <laughs> side. But I, I'm really looking forward to it. Exciting season for the Pens, and um, going to be calling I think 22 games for them. So it'll be a lot of fun. Oh well, you'll get well. This will be great because then you can give us the up close uh, thoughts on that. Because you look at the Penguins, the East is interesting to me, Rupper, because you, you know you had the eight teams that made the playoffs, and then Buffalo was right on the door. Pittsburgh, you couldn't get closer, right? They're one point out. And, you know, then you had the Capitals who are decimated by injuries and all their guys are coming back. And everybody thinks Ottawa is going to turn things around. Like, I don't know how many dominant, like there's going to be no Boston this year, but like, where do you see the Penguins coming in? When you look at that roster, the big addition of Carlson, can they get back in the dance? I I certainly think that they are back in. I, I think that there might not be another team in the NHL that has this, kind of spectrum of what they can be or what maybe they won't be. You know, I mean, they could be a team that just, I think they get in. Okay. They could be a team that just ekes their way in, or quite frankly, they could be a team I think that finishes and maybe even home ice in the first round. I don't know if they can win the Metro division, but I mean, they could push, I think. I mean, they've got that type of talent. If they could have some good health and fortune in net, I think it can go a long way. But I mean, there's a wide array of expectations, I think in Pittsburgh, but I think these guys get in for sure. And that's what makes this conference so difficult in the East. Like when you mentioned some of those teams, Buffalo, Ottawa, I mean, what is Detroit going to be? Is Detroit going to be pushing more this year? I mean, what what, to Boston to come out of the playoffs, they got to be what 35 points worse than last year. Like I don't necessarily see that happening. So who's coming out for maybe one of these other teams to go in. I think it's really intriguing. Heck, they might have to be 40 points because I would put them at 95, right? Which is crazy to think, like a 40-point drop. You you know, usually you drop 40 points, you're obviously not close to the playoffs, but that's just how good the Bruins were last year. It's it's rather amazing to me. Um, What about the Islanders, man? Like they're – I just – I don't see their offense. I love their goaltending. But in today's NHL where offense seems to be – you know, more prevalent than we've had in a long time, which is awesome. The Islanders just like Lou just doesn't seem to get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm not really enthralled with this roster have not been, can they, can they make the playoffs? I mean, we know they got in last year, but quite frankly, um, with them getting in with the Florida Panthers getting in a lot of that had to do with the Pittsburgh Penguins just losing their way down the stretch there and kind of open the door for some of these teams. Right. So um, they can be a playoff team, but to your point, I mean, did they get better? No, I don't think they did. They're the same. It's basically the same roster that we've seen over the last number of years. They, they don't score goals. They may have the best currently the the way he's playing the best goal in the world in the last couple of years. I mean, Ilya Sorokin has really climbed the charts. He's playing better than, than Shesterkin. He's playing better than Vasilevsky. Uh, I, I think that if it wasn't if it wasn't for the the season the Boston Bruins had, Sorokin's going to win the Vesna. I mean, that's how good he's been so um, uh, of last year. And um, but they just don't they don't score enough. And no. even this Bo Horvat, I think it's going to be good having Bo Horvat there the whole season. But 
I think that what we saw Bo Horvat doing last year, I don't think that's sustainable. I don't think he's going to be a 35-plus goal guy. I, I think he's a great two-way player that can do a lot of different things. I think that's why Lou loves him because that, that goes right into everybody on that roster, right? Yeah. But they got to score, man. They got to score goals. And Matt Barzell is another one there where it just seems like a miscast. I mean, he's super talented, but it's like, is he ever – I don't see him in that uniform ever becoming a 90-plus point guy. I just I don't see it. I don't think their system allows it. No, and I'm not sure he's got the other skill guys to do it. As uh, Mike Rupp joins us, uh, talking all things NHL, the every year there's excitement about okay, this is the this team's going to take a step, right? Uh, for years after the Orders made the playoffs in 2017, people thought they were going to be a cup contender, and then they fell in their face for two years. I look at Detroit and I look at Ottawa, and you know Buffalo was closer last year, and actually I think Buffalo I like their defense the best out of the three teams. So what do you make of Detroit and Ottawa, the hype to what the reality is going to be? I think this year there has been pressure in each one of these spots. Um, Let me start with Detroit this year. I think that has to be the good size results here in Detroit. We've seen too long where they, they, yes, they make a push. They look like they're doing better, but then they just, they lose it. They lose it, and they lose it hard in the middle of the season at different stages over the last number of years. I think they need to sustain, and they need to be consistent, or I think that you're going to look to make some changes. I don't know what that means necessarily, but you're going to have to try to figure something out here because this is a year you need results in Detroit. Um, Between Buffalo and Ottawa, this is one that kind of gets me because I'm a little more bullish on the Ottawa Senators. Okay, Uh, Buffalo is super fun to watch. I mean, outside of – must watch TV of of Edmonton. Uh, I think Buffalo is is become that, and what they do as far as putting the puck in the net and some of the young studs they have and what it looks like. I mean, they are fun, fun to watch. They play a fun brand of hockey. They have really struggled with keeping the puck out of their net. Um, you know, they've got a little bit of goalie by committee there, where what they got Uka Pekalukin in, they've got Comrie, and then they've got Devon Le- uh, Devon Levi. So one of those goalies is going to have to claim this at some point. If yeah. that team's willing or able to take the next step, they need a, a significant goaltender to come through. But they don't. Their team defense is horrendous, <laughs> Jay. Like, dude, they don't defend. I, I do like uh, Connor Clifton. Ad, I think he's going to be great. Eric Johnson's going to be a great ad for them. We'll see how that translates. That leads me into Ottawa. Ottawa could put up offense. If Josh Norris is healthy all year, I think they've got their top six. It's just as good as anybody's top six, I feel, in the NHL. Um, they they need to have some goaltending, but their D uh, – I, I, their D's funny because on the left side of their D, I'm okay with it. Then the right side of their D, it's, it's, it's not the same. But, I mean, your left side, you've got Jake Sanderson, who's the number one. Like, he's a number yeah. one guy right now. Uh, you've got Jacob Trickeren. And then, of course, uh, Thomas Shabbat. And uh, so I I like that squad. Um, I think they're a little closer to figuring it out, how to make it into the playoffs, although Buffalo only missed it by a point last year. I just think Buffalo is going to – the expectations offensively are going to curb a little bit. And Buffalo, they've got to defend a little bit better. So I'm going to give Ottawa the inside track in making the playoffs. Mike Rupp joins us. And uh, that leads me, Rupp, to uh, to Edmonton. Uh, You mentioned, you know, offensively – they were the best team in the league last year, 325 goals. Their power play, ridiculously good. You know, McDavid actually, by his standards, 
had kind of a slow season five on five in production, funny enough, which might be scary for the rest of the National Hockey League. You know, the orders to a man, you could tell that they were gutted after that loss to Vegas and it was almost like, okay, enough's enough. We got to stop beating ourselves. Where do you see the orders and are you expecting the orders? to maybe have their best regular season in quite some time? Like, do you think that the the message to wanting to be a cup contender will be shown in October and November? And that's what we'll know for sure if the orders are serious or not? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, I see this Oilers team winning that division. And whatever that means. You know what I mean? I mean, that that's great. That shows good regular season. But we also talked about the Boston Bruins before <laughs> and what they did, and it didn't really translate come playoff time. So, yeah. I think there's bigger fish to fry inside that locker room as far as what they want to do in the postseason. But I think that team will do uh, – they will most likely win the Pacific. Um, they're they're dangerous. In the, in the West, I've got – I still think what we saw from Vegas and how special of a run that was in Vegas. And everybody in Edmonton knows, like, that team just kind of had it going, right? Um they're going to be a tough out. I still going to put them. They're 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 saying the cup champs. They're the top in the top tier. They are in that top tier. Edmonton's right there. And then I've got Colorado. I'm really intrigued by because with these ads and the moves that they made, I think this team could be back being an elite team in the West. And then I'll throw in the Dallas Stars too. So those are my four teams out there. But if I had to put them in numerical order, I'm putting probably I'm going to put Edmonton at two. Uh, Put it this way, I have Edmonton winning the division, but if you ask me today, Stanley Cup favorites coming out of there, I'm going to have them number two behind Vegas because I, I got to give them that. I mean, they don't lose that. They didn't lose a lot of their roster, the Golden Knights in this postseason, this off season. Um, they're going to, they deserve the uh, the the expectations of being a lead again. So I'm going to have them at one. But man, I I think that this Edmonton Oilers team is is loaded. I think they're ticked off. From all accounts that we've heard reported and things I've heard through the grapevine, they've been challenged by their big players there and uh, to come into camp ready to go. So I think this is going to be a fantastic regular season for them. Mike Rupp joins us. One last one for you, Rupper. In the uh, Atlantic Division, of course, Boston is going to come back to the group. Toronto, Tampa Bay, Florida. What do you make of those three teams? And has Toronto's defense improved enough? I think Toronto I think Toronto wins that division. And I, I, I feel like they win that division. Um I'm I'm speaking in the regular season. Yes. They will finish number one in that division. Um they they are that that's a good team. That's a good hockey club. And a lot of times they are so talented that it gives them regular season success. That doesn't always we know, we know this doesn't always translate into the postseason, but they, they they will they are an elite team. I feel um, the Tampa Bay Lightning are a fragile team for me because I like them a lot, and I think with the positional players that they have that are still elite, I think we've heard Victor Hedman and Andre Vasilevsky both say publicly that they weren't good enough. And when I played with superstars in my career, when they challenge themselves publicly. They usually respond, right? So these guys are going to be motivated. If they can stay healthy, I think they'll be a team that's – they might be back to the Tampa Bay Lightning we saw in their in their three straight cup runs. Um, but they're like an injury away from all that coming unraveled because they're not anywhere near as deep as what they once were, right? So that that's the one thing for me. Uh, the Florida Panthers, I actually have them missing the playoffs. 
I have them missing the playoffs. I think it was a magical run what we saw. I love what happened. I mean, but it was like one of those things where you're just sitting there watching it and they're in that groove. I almost date it back to uh, just from experience in 2012. uh, I was with the Rangers. We lost to the Devils. That's when the Devils went to the Stanley Cup Finals against the Kings, right? And we were a better hockey club than the Devils all season long. But in the playoffs, they they – they were just in that groove, man. Yeah. You, you just knew they you couldn't beat them. They they were just finding ways. That was what, what Florida did last year. I, I have a feeling it's going to be hard on them this year. I, I don't have them making it. Um, just on the outside looking in. Rupper, love having you back, my man. I appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to uh, next week. And then, of course, man, we're only two weeks away from uh, the start of the regular season. Should be fun. But by next Wednesday, I think we'll have a better sense of maybe you know some guys who potentially could be getting sent down as uh, teams by then will only have one, maybe two preseason games. We'll have a better sense of rosters and teams that are up against the cap. Uh, how, how much cap gymnastics can they do to get the roster they want? So we'll discuss all of that, my man. Good talking to you. Good all seeing you. Sounds good, buddy. Talk to you later. That is Mike Rupp uh, joining us on Sports 1440. And, of course, uh, you can watch him live on Oilers Nation YouTube. Uh, we will return. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. Uh, when we come back, uh, Jim Fox will join us. We continue our Pacific Division preview with the Los Angeles Kings. Pretty busy offseason for the Kings. How much better are they going to be? We'll find out next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live in the E-Well studio. Rolling through a lovely Wednesday afternoon, Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you. It's time for The Chronicles, brought to you by Action Electrical, family-run business for over 50 years now. And uh, they do lots in the community. They do tons of charities. Uh, they love being part of the community for 50 years. They want to thank all those who have helped them grow to this level and continued support in the future. ActionElectrical.net. And the Chronicles today is we continue to chronicle the Pacific Division, the uh, team that the uh, Order fans know quite well because, of course, they've met for the last two years in the playoffs. And uh, if, if you were picking to start the season right now, there might be a good chance they could meet again. They being, of course, the Los Angeles Kings, former NHLer, ace analyst for the Kings, Jim Fox, joins us again. And Jim, uh, pretty busy offseason for uh, for the Los Angeles Kings. Obviously, a, a significant trade with the Winnipeg Jets uh, bringing in uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. You know, they gave up, uh, you know, depth overall in, in Velarde and, and a few other young guys, but uh, they arguably might have the best one, two, three punch down the middle. And you being a former centerman are probably like, hey, it's a pretty important position. So give me your thoughts on how we're going to see those three used this season. Yeah, that's that's still up in the air. I think everyone's talking about balance, which they have. You're adding a little bit more size with Dubois. But Todd McClellan has already addressed it by saying that his biggest challenge will be finding enough ice time for all three guys. And he even brought up the possibility of moving one of those guys to the wing every once in a while during a game just to make sure they're getting the normal rotation, getting enough ice time to stay in the game, those types of things. But... I think it's, you know, especially in the division, you need that strength down the middle. And, you know, you go back a couple of years ago, it was Arvidsson, then Deneau, then Fiala, and now Dubois. So the Kings have been adding pieces. Uh, I'm not even talking about Gavrikov, who came across in a trade, then re-signed, extended. So uh, the Kings are adding to their to the roster. And, you know, I think at this time, this year's roster is the best roster the Kings have had under GM Rob Blake. So they're they're kind of getting into that conversation of being a contender. 
Yeah, I think that's fair, right? Um, you know, you, you add, they gave away some depth guys, but they, they got a higher end player. In, in Dubois and Fiala's now there for his second season and Adrian Kempe has really emerged as, as a heck of a player. I think Edmonton fans would admit that he's pretty solid. The big one, Jim, for me is because he's such a big body and he's still a really young player is I, I keep waiting and I'm not saying that it's been a disappointment because I think lots of players get rushed too early. But Quinton Byfield, man, at some point, I just feel like he's going to pop. I don't know when it is, but he's such a huge man. Like, I just, I feel that maybe this is the year. I know it's super early in camp, but have you seen signs that say, hey, maybe we'll see some significant progress from him offensively this year? You know, we saw it the second half of last year. Now, the numbers don't add up, and that's where it starts, and that's what you look at, and that's what catches everyone's attention. So, and, you know, talking to Kopitar, talking to Kempe, talking to Byfield, you know, his production numbers weren't there, but he was doing a lot for that line. Now the next step is this, Chase. He has to become a threat himself at some point. I think Adrian Kempe went through it three years ago where, you know, he didn't work on a shot anymore. He just decided to shoot the puck more. He decided he wasn't going to look for the second option. When the, you know, when the opportunity is there, when, when the route to the front of the net is there, you take it, you get there, and you shoot. So that's Byfield's next step. I think everyone has to understand that it's going to take time with him. I think when the Kings selected him, they were very honest, saying they felt by the time he was 23, that's still two more years, yeah. that's when they would give their, you know, their assessment of the whole thing. But – the Kings are getting into a window themselves now where the next, you know, three years or so, three to five years, with these types of players emerging, they need Byfield. They need him to score more goals. They need him to shoot more pucks. And I think that's the big adjustment. Whether that's a physical thing or just a mental thing, he has to make that adjustment. Jim Fox joins us, analyst for the Los Angeles Kings. Dowdy, Gavrikov, Anderson, and uh, Roy, I think it's safe to say, are probably the top four in L.A. What's the third pair going to look like, Jim, do you think, on opening night? You know, it's it's all who you – I'm a big fan of Toby Bjornfoot, who this year will no longer be waiver-exempt. Okay. And he's still a kid at 21 years old, so he's still very young. But at the same time, now he has to take that stretch – that stride, I should say, where, okay, he's going to be that, that impact guy. You should see this guy skate. I mean, oh. he is smooth. He's powerful. But, you know, it's again, it's just – Coming into your own type of thing, understanding that, yeah, you can have an impact. There are times in a game, and it's mostly defensively, where I see him get the top speed, you know, getting back. I'm going, this guy can skate. So I'm a big fan of Bjornfoot myself personally. And then I think it would have to be Brant Clark. But again, can you pair two young players like that together? That's one thing that the Kings will have to juggle. But with Clark, you're talking about top high-end skill. And a guy who sees the game, feels the game, and wants to be an impact player, and he can do it. I mean, his skating is there. His thought process is there. He's he's always going for it, and that's always an adjustment too, but he's going for it. He's going to be there offensively as a defenseman. So, And I've talked to our, our guys that work with him, player development. They say Brad Clark. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market is not a bad defender. He defends well. When he gets himself in trouble, it's when he's trying to do too much and he finds himself caught out of position, maybe up the ice. But once he gets into a defending position, they feel his length, you know, he's almost 6'3". You know, that's, that reach type thing really helps him out defensively. So I think you're looking at young guys back on that third pairing. Uh, Andreas Eglin was asked, you know, added during the offseason as that depth type of player, maybe a more size. The Kings needed more size on the left side. They have that size now. But, you know, if you're going to just go with skating and skill, I'm Bjorn, Foot and Clark. But, again, uh, just looking at two young players playing together, uh, I'm not sure if they're going to be paired up. Jim, last season, Phoenix Copley, when called upon, played very well for the Los Angeles Kings. You know, wasn't great, but was very solid. Then they went out and they added Corpusalo, and, and he became the starter. But uh, they didn't want to sign him to the big ticket, and he went to Ottawa and uh, Cam Talbot through Minnesota. Uh, ends up coming to L.A., reunited with Todd McClellan. Uh, him and Copley, basically, you know, you got $2.5 million tied up in, in two goaltenders. That's, you know, in the NHL, that's chump change. So that's a good thing. But is, is this like an obvious 50-50 split, do you see, when you consider Talbot's age and if they get to the playoffs, then they want to rest him? Or can Phoenix Copley somehow build off of last season and, and be kind of like a late developing guy in his 30s? I would say the edge goes to Copley to start. And it's a reward. Okay. That's what it would be. What he did last year. I mean, without his numbers, the Kings would not have made the playoffs. I mean, I know they had 104 points and they were up there and all that. But it's one of those things where he just came in at the right time when there was a lot of issues back on the, you know, in goal for the Kings. Now, adding Talbot is experience. It is the number one question mark with the Kings. I don't think there's any question about that. You know, in goal, everything else seems to be settled. Uh, you know, Cam was out, asked about it the other day. He said his reasoning to come to Los Angeles, number one, compete for a number one spot. You know, he, he didn't want to be a backup. He had some offers I'm sure he could have went and, you know, backed up somewhere. He wanted to compete for a spot. But I would say to start the season, the edge would go to Copley because you have to show some type of loyalty towards him before what he did last year and get it going. Cam was asked the other day how many games he felt he could play, and he was completely honest. He said 55. That would be, you know, the max. So that's not a lot. That's taking into account his age, his experience, those types of things. But it will be a position looked upon. Jason, just to let you know, if the Kings can get just average goaltending by the numbers, I'm talking about save percentage. Last year it would have saved about 65 goals. Oh, I know. Because the numbers for, you know, expected goals and all that, you know, the analytics – they were not good for the Kings. They were not good. Even with Copley, they weren't that good. So if they can just get back to an average, 
I think that gets them five or six more points in the standing. Well, yeah, them in Seattle was amazing how well they did their 100 point teams uh, when their save percentage. I think uh, Seattle's was 890 and LA was like 892 or something. It wasn't very good uh, at all. And Edmonton obviously had Jack Campbell at 888 struggling. So, you know, Markstrom, Demko, the Pacific Division didn't have a lot of stellar goaltending. Heck, Aiden Hill came out of nowhere to win the cup. So it's uh, definitely kind of a wild card for a lot of the teams in the division. I do want to ask about a young player in LA, the fifth overall pick in 2019, Alex Turcotte. Where is he at? And does he have a chance to crack this squad this season? It was the first time this off season where he could spend time getting ready for the season and fitness as opposed to rehabbing. So that's going to be a big plus for him. I've only seen him play one game so far. It was in Australia. It was, you know, Kopitar wasn't in the lineup. I thought he was the best player on the ice for the Kings. And I mentioned it during the broadcast. I'm not just saying that now hindsight. He was just, it was apparent that he was on top of his game. He wasn't hesitating. He was getting to the spot and he was moving there quickly. In fact, now he's a natural centerman. So Lazat will probably be in the fourth spot. So I don't see him in that situation. It's, you know, injuries have been the issue and concussions have been the biggest problem. So that's a big, big concern. But when I was able to see him there in Australia, I said, now I can see why he was selected where he was because of the way he gets around the ice. And he's a very intellectual player too, but he, he does have that edge. He has that get in there. And when he goes, you know, it's one of those where maybe, maybe he has to just pull back a little bit. When he goes, he goes all the way. And that's a great thing because when he arrives, you know he's there and he has some skill. But, to, you know, to answer your question, does he make the team out of, you know, training camp? I, I don't see that for him. Okay. The Kings are in a salary cap situation where his number would help because he's in an entry-level contract. Um, but at the same time, and I know the Kings have talked about they may have to play some early season games under 20 players dressed for a game because of the salary cap issues. Yeah, well, the the orders are like, well, the orders have got a 21-man roster. There's no way they can uh, get around that. So, yeah, the the salary cap, I'm sure there'll be a lot of GMs breathing a sigh of relief next offseason when when the cap uh, goes up, well, as much as uh, people expect it to. Jim, always great to see you, man. Great to have you on the show again. Uh, We appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you. One last one. How was Australia, the whole experience? I know the ice at times was a question mark, but overall, how was the experience? The experience was, in one word, fantastic. They took care of us. It was first class all the way. You know what? The facility was fine. The ice was a little bit for the first game, but they got it going. It was great. It was fine. But that Rod Laver Arena, that sports complex, Jason, we went to a game, an Australian rules football game. There was 97,600 people in the building, in the stadium. It was I went to the 1990, I'm aging myself, 1999 Women's World Cup here in Los Angeles at the Rose Bowl. And other than Stanley Cup experiences, that was my number one sporting experience. Close behind that, I put the Australian rules football. Melbourne is a city, 5.2 million people. It's a big city, but it has small neighborhoods. It's a great feel. And the best thing of all, 
the best coffee I have ever had in Ooh. the world. Unbelievable. Really? Every place, any oh, place. Wow. Great coffee. I never heard that about Australia. I'm oh, not a yeah. coffee guy, so I've never asked, but okay. Good to know for anybody traveling to Aussie. They, they love their coffee. I like it, Jim. Uh, I will say Aussie rules football. Uh, uh, one of, uh, we had uh, two brothers who came and, and worked for our company over here for a few years and they played Aussie rules football. And they really kind of gave me the insight on the game and I'd watch it. And I was just like, Oh yeah. my God, it's an unreal game to watch. You know, it reminds the way they look after each other and the way they go all out. It reminds you of hockey. Now, there's 18 players per team on the field. Yeah. So it's not the same strategy by any means and the rules and the scoring. is, But the way they put their bodies on the line, a lot like hockey. Jim, great stuff, my man. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you throughout the year. All right, Jason. Thanks. That is Jim Fox, an ace analyst for the Los Angeles Kings. Now. Let me know, coffee drinkers, have you been to Australia? What makes their coffee so good? I'm very curious about I've never heard of Australia as a coffee place. Cons? My brother-in-law is Australian, and he's never once mentioned their coffee. Okay. And we are a coffee family, wow. so I'll talk to him. I'll, well, I'll have to ask him. And yeah. uh, I've got actually his parents are coming to Canada shortly, so maybe we can Ooh. get some brought in. Well, for you, sure. Declan and I will consume the coffee. You yeah. can just smell Check it. Check it up. You see, that's the thing. It's the smell of coffee. <laughs> Revolts me. I just, oh, I don't like it. I don't know why. I just practice because I had to make coffee all the time for my parents growing up. And I don't know, maybe it was the farm water, the combination, but man, it was like black. <laughs> they love their black coffee, my parents. And, you know, uh, old Bill and Pearl at the time in their heyday, I'd put them up against anybody when it came to coffee drinkers. The amount of coffee they consumed and the amount of coffee makers they went through. Like, it was shocking. Were they, like, a nighttime coffee? Oh, God, they drank it all the time, yeah. yeah. It yeah. didn't, uh, and it was, you know, you know, Dad could have a cup of coffee at 9 o'clock at night and saw logs, no problem, right? Like, I know some people are like, oh, my God, I can't have a drink of coffee. I'll go to bed, I can't sleep. But, no, not him at all. So, but, uh, yeah, like, they would sit down, you know, dinner on, like, it was just pot, man. They just, the two of them, it was hilarious. They drank a lot of coffee. We'll come back. We have uh, five questions. We have a uh, spec coming up. We're going to hear from Connor McDavid, who will be in the lineup for the first time this preseason tonight for the uh, Edmonton Orders, a game that you can watch on Sportsnet. We'll return on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Yeah. Welcome back. Wednesday afternoon on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Coming to you live. Orders Nation YouTube, of course. Gregor Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, and we did our uh, Play Alberta parlay that we do every day, a $20 wager, and uh, we have three picks. We always, you know what? The listeners have caught on. They send in their picks. Now, we don't even have to ask. You say, hey, guys, here's a pick, and I love the people that go into their explanations as to why, because, of course, the goal here is to win, and uh, if we win, all the money at the end of the month is going towards uh, kids' sport. So we're still up. Not a lot, but we're up. Hey, it's better than being down, right? And uh, so uh, Frank today uh, was the one who uh, we went with the uh, Jays over the Yankees, even though I know Garrett Cole, so it's a tough one. But uh, we actually went with uh, Frank's advice, and uh, we are taking a, l- a little bit of an upset, the underdog, the Chicago Cubs over Atlanta, who's got, got some injury issues, and... Uh, you got uh, Vines, who is pitching for Atlanta. Got a 4.4 uh, ERA. So uh, there you go. That's what we went with. We'll see. It's a little bit of an upset, but every now and then we got to mix in one. So, uh, Frank, hopefully we win. 
by alberta.ca. Hey, guys, Australian coffee is basically 100% specialty. Or it's instant. They don't have the massive in-between scene like we do with second wave, Starbucks, etc. At least that's why my what my Austrian customers say at our coffee shop from uh, OG Walsey. All right. Hey, guys, Australia has a fantastic flat white espresso. Second cup here even copied it. Flat white is microform milk poured over the espresso. Less milk used and in a latte so you taste more coffee from Coach Brad. Hmm. There you go. Hey, guys, I have a friend who's in Australia for school and complains that Australian coffee is basically just instant. So that's conflicting information with the last guest unless he knows a spot. Well, there you go. Jim said everywhere he went, he loved it. So now I'm guessing coffee, like somebody might love one coffee place and then the other person, like, like, honestly, I don't know. I'm not a coffee guy, but. Is there like a consensus? Is Tim's way better than Starbucks or does it depend on your taste? It's got it because some people love instant coffee. Some people can't stand it. I like McDonald's. Like now is instant coffee the stuff that comes in the jar and you heat up the water and you just put it in? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. some And some people, honestly, like I can't tell the difference. I don't have that... uh, I don't know. The, the you don't have a refined enough palate? The palate is not refined, no. So for me, like you give me anything, I'll take it. I know... I was telling uh, young Brandon uh, on Fantasy Frenzy that the coffee down at Rexall back in the day, the, the Coliseum, was terrible, but I could put it down. Like, it, it was stale, and I mean, it was probably left over from Oilers games when I was there for Oil Kings games, but it was good enough for me. I mean, you could always just add a little flavoring into it, and it's good to go. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, and uh, I, I think we, the other day we asked a question about uh, the decaf and the, the whole watering down thing and stuff. So I think we figured out how they make a decaf compared to a normal coffee. We'll see. Let's get to five questions brought to you by The Brick. Get into the spirit of giving during The Brick's Buy More, Save More. Give more, event. A portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Children's Miracle Network to help your local Children's Hospital Foundation. Visit your local Brick store and learn more. Or go to The Brick. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Greger, looking ahead to this season as a whole. Connor McDavid currently 850 career points. Will he eclipse the 1,000-point marker in his career this season? That's a real easy round number, isn't it? (laughs) Right? 850 plus 150 is 1,000. And... You know what? Twice in the last three, or once he did it, and the other time he was on pace for it. Sidney Crosby thinks he can score 170. Yeah, I'm saying he gets to 1,000 points this season. I'm with you. There, there's no reason to doubt the guy, and it, it kind of works out good. It's a, an attainable number. Uh, you know, he seems to like these kind of things that he can challenge himself to get to. So I'm with you. I think Connor McDavid gets the 150-point marker once again. Uh, question number two. Which player, when we find out the rosters, I suppose, has the most to gain or lose when the Oilers take on the Jets tonight? Well, it depends, I guess, who's in. <laughs> um, I look at the Oilers lineup, and their top six guys, nobody has anything to lose there. Um, Fogle, Sutter, and uh, Janmark are aligned. So I'm going to go with Brandon Sutter because he's the guy on a PTO who's who's in a battle. Uh, but the other one I might go with is, is Marcus Niemelainen because Marcus Niemelainen I don't think is making this team. 
I really believe that Marcus Niemelainen's preseason is all about showcasing himself. He Now, see, he's a different type of player than a Lavoie. A, he's a different position, but he's got some NHL games experience under his belt. He's a big six foot six defenseman. That's a guy who a team might consider on waivers because they've seen him in the NHL before. And Marcus Niemelainen, uh, if he plays tonight, he hasn't played yet. I would assume he would, like... Unless the orders are just going to say, sorry, we're not playing your preseason. Hopefully we can slide you through waivers. <laughs> but um, I think that's the guy. If he plays well, all it does is increase his chances of getting picked up by another team. Yeah, that's a really good answer there. I kind of just looking at the blue line. Like you said, the top six pretty much locked in. I'm intrigued to see what happens with Aaron A. and Broberg. Uh, and, and how they play in this preseason and how much it will impact them going into the regular season. So my eyes certainly will be on the back end tonight. Uh, question number three. The Oilers announced they're holding their annual autograph session here at West Edmonton Mall. It'll be October 12th from 6 to 8. And I remember last year the line starting at like 10 a.m. People really go crazy for this one. Have you ever waited in line for anything? We're talking tickets to a concert, autographs, anything of that sort. Uh, no. Never, eh? Uh, honestly, Never. I was never one who, who camped out overnight. I probably missed out on, on a real good, fun life experience. But I never camped out for tickets. I never camped out to go to a concert. No, I never have. You? Once. Not overnight or anything. I kind of wish I would have done that at some point in my life. But uh, I actually waited down by the rink here, the Ice Palace, for autographs from The Rock and Owen Hart. Oh, and, we were, and did you get one? We were first in line, and we actually got it. Me and my buddy Ravinder, we, we waited here for like eight hours, got here early on in the morning. His mom was bringing us lunch. Yeah, we got their autographs, and I lost it. The Rock <laughs> and Owen Hart. Like, <laughs> how great would that be to have still? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So you waited in line for eight hours. What would you get their autograph on? A piece of, like, did you get a picture? Yeah, so they, pre- well, it wasn't a picture, but it was just kind of like a little print out thing that WWE had supplied. Oh, they supplied, supplied. It. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It was so really did cool. you have anything else for them to sign or no? No. I, I mean, I, I don't even know. Like, it didn't even cross my mind. Like, I just thought it would be a cool experience. I got invited to go do it. So I was like, yeah, let's get up at 6 a.m. and go sit in line and yeah, wish I still had it. That's a would have been a great memento at oh, this yeah. point. <laughs> For sure, the blue bullet. Yeah, exactly. Was he the blue bullet then or Owen Hart? I think he was Owen Hart. Okay. Yeah. But I mean The Rock was just kind of on his Yeah. He was just, just on entering. His, starting to become famous. Yeah, exactly. Uh question number four. Does the acquisition of Damian Lillard put the Bucks into the spot of favorites in the Eastern Conference? And where do you rank them when it comes to their spot in the entire league? That's a really good question. I don't know if there's like a dominant, there's no warriors of their prime when the season begins where you say, okay, they're the clear favorite. Um, like I really like Denver though, so I would put them as the favorite, but I don't put them like hands above, but I still have them as the favorite in the East. Bucks, I put them ahead of the 76ers. I put them ahead of the Heat. Yeah, I think I might put the Bucks at the top. Miami's very close though. But I would put the Bucks at the top now. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Damian Lillard, man. I, he's just, he's such a great scorer. He's a good distributor. I think that, you know, Giannis is going to be fired up because of this move. So yeah, I like the Bucks. Yeah. I'm with you in the East. I'm really looking forward to seeing those guys go at it. You know, Dame's going to be motivated, uh, going to a team where he's an immediate contender. He had some good runs with the Trailblazers, but just there's so much talent out West putting him with Giannis. I think that's going to be a lot of fun in the entirety of the league. There's so so many strong teams out west, but hey, you give me a Milwaukee Denver final, 
I, I'll be happy with, with the potential of that going down. And a final question for you today. Today's International Tourism Day. So with that, uh, where is one place you've got on the bucket list that you'd like to check out? Oh, man, there's a few. But I've always wanted the number one place I'm going is an African safari. I've always wanted to do it. And um, second, of course, is uh, Australia because I have a friend. Um, she uh, uh, she lived with me for on two different occasions. And uh, she's married now, four kids, uh, doing great. And, uh, you know, she stayed at our place for a long time. She was awesome, Paula. And so she, we have like an open invitation and she's our tour guide. So, yes, when I, when I have enough time where, you know, because both of those trips are minimum three weekers. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're going, you got to commit. Oh, yeah, 100%. You got to make it worth it, uh, especially for that that travel. For me, I'd like to just go somewhere in Europe and check out a soccer game or a, a football game, you know, whether oh, yeah. that's Barcelona uh, Liverpool fans are going to England. I, I just like to go across the pond, go somewhere in Europe to a traditional powerhouse market and watch one of those games. I think that's that's on the bucket list for me. Oh, buddy, Chelsea was a phenomenal oh, place. Be like, crazy. There's lots of lots of stadiums I think you can go to, no question. And and yeah, go, no offense, I know you're a huge NFL guy. Don't go there to watch an NFL game. No. Okay. Well, no. No, I'm sorry, don't. If it's it, not the same. It's not remotely close to the same. If it was like I could do both, you know, Chargers in Germany. No, I go would... to two different soccer venues. It'd be way better. <laughs> I'll do it all. Honestly, be way better. Now I get your Chargers, but, um, and I guess it's, it's your favorite team. You want to see them overseas, okay? But honestly, I'd recommend if it wasn't your team, Cons, you'd be better off to go to two different great historic um, soccer pitches. Yeah. Than it would be to go, to watch an NFL game instead. That's just me. I think you wouldn't regret it at all. It's amazing. The NFL would have to just coincidentally fall on that that day or that week for me to go do that. Yeah. I the, the passion would be so much better yeah. at a soccer game. Wouldn't uh, I? W- I would avoid it as much as you can. So, Jason Greger, Connor Halley, with you. Let's get to our top of the hour. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. Pumped at Sports Radio's back, baby, and they're celebrating, giving you great deals. 0% off for 84 months on all compact BX tractors. Shop in-store, 156th Street, or online at edmontonkubota.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 